0: Something that touched my heart this morning with a dedication is when I spoke to the parents, it was clear that they seek God's guidance in the names they have chosen for their children. Jacques, French Jacob, also means Israel. When he was born, held on to the heels of his brother. So he started wrestling at a young age. And he wrestled with God. And if you look this morning when we prayed over Jock, and I had my hand on him, he grabbed hold of my hand. He's already becoming his name. Wrestling with God. Isn't that amazing? Hannah, God's favor. That smile. Just said everything it's just amazing to see that smile already at that age experiencing god's favor It's just amazing what God is doing we we up till now we had such a blast of a year there's so many things that God is doing and and still more to be done, but it's so exciting to see what god is doing and and I can just jump around with joy when I see when people just respond to God. You know, I, I sometimes turn around just to look how people connect with God. And every time emotionally, it hits me. It's so amazing to see when people get into the presence of God and just yield to His presence. It's It's just There's no words to explain that. This morning, I want to just quickly run through the process I went through to get to the Word that I want to share. Because as I take you through the process I had to go through, you will understand it with me a little bit more. Now, this time of the year is... We see it every time this time of the year, the wheels come off. We're tired. You know, we started the year with vision. We prayed, Holy Spirit, what do we need to do? We laid out plans. Everything was good and excited, and we were encouraged. But during the year, we started seeing that certain things is not working out. And we realized that certain dreams wasn't God. And they failed. And, and certain dreams was God, but our application of what God was saying made it not to manifest and to work. And then we come to a time like this when we see the holidays, but we're not there yet. And I'm tired. And a small little problem becomes like this huge mountain. And I can't even handle the smallest of small problems. And I thought about our situation, and I did some research, and I found that motor car accidents, 95% of motor car accidents happen in the last 10% of a journey. Interesting. It's when you're tired, everybody is sleeping, you've listened to all the songs and all the Preachers, you need to. You've gone through all the cities and the types and whatever. For me, types; for you, cities. <laughs> and and you go through all those things, and you can see, especially when you when you live in Mossel Bay, when you come over the otaniqua Mountains and you see Mossel Bay, but it's still fifty kilometres, and it's in that stretch which is dangerous, because you drop your guard. It's become a dangerous place. This time of the year is a dangerous place because we're tired and we're not focused anymore. And we've seen so much failure and success, and it's just creating a lot of emotions in us. And then because of failure, we tend to isolate ourselves and get into a mode where we started the year where the Holy Spirit led us. Now we're doing things in our strength. God, you said it, it didn't work, now I'm going to do it. And then every time we try it, it just smacks us in front of the head. So, looking at this, I realized one thing that came into my heart. Lord, I know that you feel for us. I know that you love us so much that you are so concerned about our situation. And because of that, I want to say, Lord, if you had to preach here this morning, what would you say to us according to that? We're tired, making mistakes. And the Lord said this to me, live Acts 2, 42 to 47. Duh. We are doing it, Lord. Lord said, you need help. Said, ah, explain that to me, Lord. And then the Lord said this to me. I want you to go back to the source. I said, yeah, Lord, back to the source. Yeah, I, 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 I've got an idea what the Lord is saying. But then the Lord took me to Scripture. Ezekiel 47. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was flowing from the south side as well. Now, I'm going to jump then to verse 6. Then as he was bringing me back along the riverbank, he asked me, Son of man, did you see all of this? I'm going to read it here. ESV and it's there, NIV. So if it differs, just verse 7. As we were coming back, I was amazed to see that there were many, many trees lining both banks of the river. He told me, this river flows towards the eastern territories, all the way down into the Arabah. And from there, its water flows towards the Dead Sea, where the sea water turns fresh. I will support all kinds of living creatures that will thrive abundantly. Wherever the river flows, there will be a great many fish because this water will flow there and turn the salt water fresh. As a result, everything will live wherever the river flows. That's an interesting statement. Wherever the river flows, there will be life. Okay? Verse 11. The river delta will consist of swamps and marshes that will remain a saltwater wetland preserve. Lining each side of the river banks, all sorts of species of fruit trees will be growing. Their leaves will never wither and their fruit will never fall. They will bear fruit every month because the water that nourishes them will be flowing from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves will contain substance to promote healing. You know, we sometimes tend to look at the second part, but I want us to focus on this part. They will grow and bring fruit and will bring life because the water? No. Because the water flows from the sanctuary. That's the point I want us to focus on. Jump quickly to Revelation 22, verse 1. Then the angel showed me, and this is in, in the New Jerusalem. Check this. And the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal. Interesting. The water in the New Jerusalem, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God, and of the land, You see that again? Watch this. Verse 2. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood trees. No, the tree of life. Interesting. Bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. You see the same thing. But what the focus is, it's flowing from the throne. Revelations 21.6. Let's jump back. Because this is interesting. He said to me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost. Watch this. Watch this. From the spring. Of the water of life. You see that? Let's put it in other words. I will give to drink without cost as a gift for free from the source of the water of life. Wow! That's interesting. So he's not, he's he's referring to the river and the river will bring life, but he's saying the source. Everything is because of the source, where it comes from. And then I got excited. And it's for free. But then I got this vision. And when I got this vision, I saw the following. And that's why I'm taking you through the process. I had this vision of, I'm I'm seeing this river flow. And I'm looking and I see, but oh, there's fruit trees all over the place. And I see we built houses next to the, to the river. And there's fields and we're planting and the kids are playing in the water. It's good, man. We settled down there. It is fantastic. So exciting. But in this vision, I got thirsty. And I took a glass and I went into the river and I scooped water. And just before I wanted to drink it, I looked at the water and I saw, but the water was not drinkable. It was polluted. And then I looked up and I saw, but there's a lot of other streams coming into the river. And there's debris. And it's actually dangerous there in the middle of the water, in in the middle of the river. And then I heard these words, and I, I had to write them down. I heard the the voice of God saying this to me. Listen to this. The river bring life, but more important, it points to the source. I want you to go back to the source. There the water is clear, cool, and always fresh. That's the first part. Exciting, eh? Yeah. So I'm gonna blow your bubble. Because then I turned around and I looked up at this big mountain, and I—sorry, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> and then, then, then I—I I looked at this river source is high up into this huge mountain. For me to go to that source, I need to go upstream. It means I have to go through difficult. Terrain, because you know water flows from high point to low point, okay? And you know the steeper it is, the faster the water flows, and the more it churns, and the bigger boulders it break loose. And I see all that, and I realize, but this is not going to be easy getting to the source. But then I decided I'm going. I'm going. And then I started in this vision, climbing. But I go five meter forward and three back. Five forward, three back. So it's a slow process. But then I realized I had a big backpack on me. And it's heavy. And When I looked around at the backpack, I saw I'm carrying stuff that I wasn't supposed to carry. I'm not going to need it up there. And I heard the voice say, I want you to travel light when you go to the source. Lessons upon lessons upon lessons upon lessons. And then I reached the source. When I reached the source, it was beautiful. It was green. There was green pastures. It was crystal clear. And when I drank of that water, my energy was just replaced. Better than a thousand liters downstream. And out of the vision. said, Lord, I think I understand what you're saying. And remember, I asked the Lord, Lord, we as a congregation, in this time of the year, in difficult times, it's difficult. We're making mistakes. We we don't know how we're going to make it. And you say to me, Acts 2, 42, 47, live it. But the Lord says, if you want to live that, You first need to go back to the source. Because this relationship determines this relationship. I can't start loving my neighbor if I don't spend time with the Lord and go to the source. Because then it's going to be fleshly. And it's going to be for my own purposes and what I can get out of it. And I went back and I, I thought by myself, you know, every time we, we go down the river, because have you found when you get to a river, you always go and see where is it going to end, you know, and what is around the river. And the further we move down the river, the quieter God's voice becomes. And the more we fall back, To our own flesh. To do the things we think we should do. Me, myself, and I. We started with the Holy Spirit. And we end up with Emsley. My goodness, what a mess up. And he's got a backpack on. And he's breathing and sweating. And he's not even making it. The Lord says, because you went too far down the river. You've lured contact with what I want you to to experience. And then when I looked, I found myself isolated. If you look at the animal kingdom, when a lion or the predator wants to kill an animal, what's the first thing they do? They look for the weak ones. They isolate them, and then it's easy to kill them. What is the enemy doing? He's looking for you, and he's looking for weak spots. And when he finds a weak spot, he's trying to isolate you. So what do we do this time of the year? We isolate ourselves. I will do it on my own. Why? Because I'm embarrassed. I don't, want, I don't want Steve to know about it. I can't talk about this. It's embarrassing. I must first fix it, and then I'll build it into my testimony. Then, it, then it's much better. <laughs> and I realized that The further I moved down, the more polluted the word of God became. And not polluted because the God, when he gives a word and his word is always pure. But then I realized I was talking in the vision with people that wasn't part of the family God has put me in. And the interpretation and the application of the word was focused on their calling and where God wanted them to be. And then all of a sudden, I got confused, because the application of the word that's supposed to be, according to what God wants to do here, I go and I want to get word and application from what is another field call. And the word gets polluted. And I can't hear the Lord that well. And all of a sudden, I get confused about the application and the interpretation of the word. And we dilute the word. We put boundaries in the word wider than God put them. It is okay to do that. And it's okay to do that as long as we don't stir. It gets diluted. We become complacent. We sit back. Why do I have to go upstream? The water is then coming down to me. I can just camp here. And I complain the water here. My children complain the water. I just have to, when I want to drink, boil a little bit and sort it out. But I'm, I'm happy here. And when I look up at the mountain, I'm not willing to pay the price. This is too heavy getting there. I can't pay this price. I'm old. And I can't carry a backpack. And my shoes are not ready. And I'm struggling. So I'm not going to pay the price. Sit on my locket, comfy chair. Lay back. TV. Oros. <laughs> Then the Lord reminded me of the letter written to the church in Ephesus. Revelation 2.4. You have abandoned your first love. And this is an encouraging word. I'm not. Please, don't see it that way. Don't see it that way. You know, I realized I got myself into this situation. I need now the Holy Spirit to get me out. Does, does that make sense? Of course it makes sense, because what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? It's to guide us and to comfort us. Can I prove it to you? John twenty one, oh, John four, twenty one. Listen to this. You remember the lady, the Samaritan lady at the well. Jesus spoke to her and he said about the water of life, and she's thinking, oh, how can the water that you give is better than the water that Jacob's uh, pit can give me? Uh, And she started getting this, and then Jesus starts pressing on a knob and says, hey, the man you've been married five times, and the man you're living with is not your husband. He said, whoa, this is a sensitive one. What does she do? She changes the subject. Lord, tell me this. You see how subtle. And Lord tell me this. I hear the Jews say that, that real worship only comes from is in Jerusalem. But we believe this where our ancestors lived, that this is where real worship is. And then, then the Lord answers him. And Jesus declared, Believe me, women, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. But then It goes a little bit further. If you read on, you can go and read on. It says, do, there's a question that's been asked. Do you get help from the Holy Spirit? Because the Lord said, it's not how, where we worship. It's how we worship. And then he asked the question, do do you get help from the Holy Spirit? And he says, that is the type of worship that the Father loves. When we are led by the Holy Spirit. So I got myself into trouble. Isn't it exciting? I've got the Holy Spirit to get me out. But He'll only take me one way back to the source. Back to the source. I need to get back to the place where I should be. Matthew 22, verse 37. It gives us the greatest commandment. Love your God with everything. There it says, with your soul, with your mind, with your heart, everything. And then the second command that is equal to this one is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do you realize here? It's first love your God. And then love your neighbor. And the love your God flows into loving your neighbor. So if we need to do what we need to do, if we need to be successful in making this year and come through this year successful and excited, then we need to engage with one another. Acts 2, 42, 47. The way we live, we should do it. We should devote ourselves to apostolic teaching. We should pray together. We should fellowship together. We should be in one another's homes. We should carry one another. That will bring us through this time. I cannot do it without you. I've just been two weeks on leave because my son is here. But I realized one thing. I get nailed when I'm alone. I don't want to be alone. I cannot be without you. When I'm without you, I land up in trouble. Because you guys didn't come and drink coffee. Wade at least came and drink some coffee. And, and, and Andres came there and, and, and Steve was there. And, but, but they don't want to bother me when I'm resting. Meanwhile, I'm dying. It's difficult. So I want to declare this this morning. I want to make this year. I want to come through this year successful and excited. I cannot do it without you. But whatever you're going to speak into my life, if it's not led by the Holy Spirit, I'm in trouble. Does that make sense? So we need to do what? We need to go back to the source. If we all go back to the source... We'll speak in unity. We'll encourage one another. We'll love one another. So we need to go back to our first love. We need to go back to Jesus. We need to go back to the source, the spring of the water of life. That's where we need to go. That's what I want to encourage you this morning. That we will go there with the purpose of being touched by Him so that we can touch one another. Because I see the river running down and runs into a pond. As soon as the water stops flowing, it starts rotting, smelling, and stuff die in it. So if you're going into the presence of the God, of the Almighty... And you get revelation from him. And you keep it for yourself. We will smell you. But we need to share with one another. Because whatever God gives us. It's not for us. And it's not to prove how good we are. What God gives us is to move this family. And to build his kingdom. God wants to move us from where we're now to get to a place. And when there's prophecy, and when there's word, and when there's prayer, everything should be focused on moving us from here to closer where God wants us to be. Therefore, there should be accountability. But it starts at the source. And I really feel in my heart this morning, I'm coming in for a landing. Can I, um, Michelle? Can can you help me, please? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it the way we normally do it because we don't want to embarrass anybody. Because we love one another. So can I ask you just close your eyes? The reason we close our eyes. Firstly, is to lose focus about what's happening around us. To focus on the source. But I want to make this declaration. The source is available for His children. Therefore, it's important that we must understand that God wants all of us to have the privilege to get to the source and enjoy what He has for us. While I was speaking, you could be somebody here that that got stirred in your heart. You felt something. Your heart started beating. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. While we keep our eyes closed, I just want to give this testimony. Last week, we made an altar call. Nobody responded. But the Lord showed us that there's somebody that still needs to respond. And the word of knowledge was very specific. That the person has got a re- green shirt on and the person looked that morning to their finances and said, my finances has failed me. We thought, what are we going to do about it? And I thought, I'll run up to Steve and just say, there's a word. We, we, can we respond to it? And, and, and we ended off because I was lingering and I was too slow. Just, just stay in attitude of prayer. And there was a young lady sitting here. And I in the Spirit felt drawn to her. And I walked up to her. And when I got close to her, at first it looked like she had a black shirt on. But when I got close, I realized it's a green shirt. And I asked her, have you looked at your finances this morning? And felt that it failed you. started crying. He said, how do you know? She and her partner, and he's here. I believe she will be here. Jade, are you here? Her name means green. They made first-time commitment to serve the Lord. That is the power of what God wants. So if you're sitting here, God can become specific and say, it's a person with a checkered shirt or green shirt or brown shirt and that person, that, that, that. But I, it, it pleases God more than, than when we respond freely to His call. So if that is you this morning that feel, man, I hear about all these things, but I've, I don't know this Jesus that well. I haven't got a relationship with him that intimate. But today the Lord says I want to set you free of the things you've done. I want to prove myself to you. I want to give you the things that I dream over you. So if that is you, while all eyes are closed, can you just slip up your hand? Just show me where you are. Because we need to pray with you. We need to pray with you today. I don't want you to walk out here.